0: I feel like uh, we've had a, a good year. I'm not going to say we haven't had a, 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 a good year, but last weekend was a little more in tune with what we should have been having a winter like in a year like.
1: <laughs> Felt good. And
0: I'm going to have a, a a little bit of a listener, you know, kind of a can you pay attention, follow the ball. This particular podcast going to be brought to you by two great sponsors of ours vortex optics and meat and i'm going to let you try and figure out which part of this segment each one of those belong to (laughs) it's going to take a quite a bit of brain power to disseminate this information boil it down put it together and figure out what we're talking about we had some good weather in uh northern nevada this weekend good meaning bad If you're into hunting, it's funny how that, when the seasons change, the the good weather you're having is really bad weather where, you know, most people say we got good weather. It's warm and sunny. We had, uh, well, for Clint and I, we went coyote hunting and we had light, light wind, almost none, except for in the afternoon, it picked up a little tiny bit. Perfect timing. We were just pulling into actually it, it hurt us on two stands, but we were heading towards uh, Bruno's in Gerlach to eat lunch when it was really bad,
1: which we didn't call. They which just, yeah, we it, left. We eliminated left, the stand. We yeah.
0: left the two stands that we were planning on calling alone because the wind would blowing so hard.
1: Well, and there was there was actually a little bit of a breeze very first morning, right. Right? first first two stands really. So not too which bad. Played though. into our tactics a little bit, but it was
0: cold, cold. And on the other side of the state, not really the other side of the state, but further away from us clay was duck hunting with his son and dave stanley and less less nesbitt so three world-class duck hunters and chase i say that jokingly maybe chase will hear that uh <laughs> they're out at the uh, canvas back marsh and it's perfect weather for them maybe not Maybe not perfect on day one. I'm going to let Clay tell his story, but it was cold. Uh, but it sounded like day two, it was perfect. But day one, cold. Day one is the day that Clint and I went hunting. Cold, light wind, not heavy enough to be a good duck hunting day, but perfect for calling coyotes. And uh, I mean, we had, I'm not saying we had some bomber day. Definitely not like the best day we've solid, ever had.
1: It was solid. But a solid day, yeah.
0: and we didn't uh, we didn't use a UTV, which usually helps you a little bit, so you can get away from everything. We were just hunting out of the pickup truck in a pretty a pretty busy area. Uh, we definitely more for chucker hunting. I was I gonna think. say yeah. we we got passed by. Well, I, first we got passed by all the fishermen going out to Pyramid Lake. <laughs> you know, four thirty in the morning, who stand in the dark on a ladder. I I mean more power to him and I've done it before but I just the the drive out there cracks me up like first I had a dude like 3 feet off my bumper and I'm going 70 so I'm going 5 over and he's 3 feet off my bumper with the brightest headlights I've ever seen in my life and it's like if you're willing to do this like you're gonna you're gonna go seventy four miles an hour three feet off my bumper, just pass me, pass me on the double yellows you gotta get on your ladder that bad, <laughs> but he rides my ass you know all the way out then then we come across this other car that's doing sixty so now all three of us slow down and we finally get to the a, a point where we can pass. I jump out and I pass this car and it's kind of funny just like always you know they go from 60 to 70 when i want to pass so i'm doing like 80 to pass this car this dude with the brightest headlights in america passes me while i'm you know i've just come over the lane to pass her. he passes me doing 100 and i'm like really to get to pyramid lake to go fishing at four thirty in the morning you're doing 100 miles an hour on a two-lane road you know, one of the dangerous, one of the most, yeah, yeah, one of the more dangerous roads in town. But that's to, you know, to, to get to your. La- he thinks I'm going to Dago Bay too, or something like that. <laughs> Funny, but, um, and then you know, on our first stand, you know, it's like the sun, you know, now the sun's starting to to peak up, and all the truck runners are coming out, and we actually thought one dude was we actually thought was coyote hunting too because he drove through while we were on stand, and then we get up, you know, and go to move to our next one. And he's up the road, you know, just a couple hundred yards Ooh. in a spot where you wouldn't think someone would be chuck running. But then I think he was quail hunting. Cause we kind of, you know, then we stopped, you know, a half a mile, mile away. And I figured he'd go by us if he was coyote hunting. He, he never came by. So I think he was down in the flats, quail hunting or something like that. But so pretty busy area. Uh, but we scratched out uh, three
1: and we didn't How even many h- stands total eight eight, eight. almost 50 eight it's not yeah. bad eight stands yeah
0: but it was funny it was like good start action good finish. action five blanks in a row and that just that wears on your you know more yeah. than anybody it just wears on you like because you, you you figure especially so our first our first coyote of the day on the first stand comes within 10 feet and within two minutes of calling and then the second one you know 70 yards a little bit longer but there was a couple trucks that drove through and but so a little bit
1: longer but still
0: good action i, actually Bombing think, in. I think
1: about that perfect time you get yeah, to that seven minutes, you said mark, it you know seven eight minutes it was like boom he's yeah. there he did he got there but when he first saw him yeah yes yeah. that was right in that sweet spot for yep. sure but then, but then when like, one comes in within the first couple you know well, both of them. Minutes? You know, it's like, first the first one seemed like it was yeah. thirty seconds. It was not that long, and that's but...
2: that's when you get frustrated with five blanks. Because not like... just
0: five blanks, but if
2: you sit on stand more than
0: yeah, <laughs> ten uh, minutes. Uh, we got to go.
1: No,
2: we... we
0: were we were fifteen minutes, and you know, tons of distress, and then you know, at ten minutes, it's like some bird sounds and and mouth calling, and then you know. Cai eyes throw the kitchen sink at them. Rabbits, whatever rodents, and then and then you leave. I mean, and it's stupid, but at the same time, it's like it should happen faster than that.
2: <laughs> but but the, it's crazy in my I mean because I didn't. I didn't even know you guys were going out. I mean, I knew you text and asked if I was going to the duck club, but I didn't. You guys didn't say you were heading out. Um, but after I got back and knew that you went where you went. I was like, holy hell there. I mean, that's like easy access. A ton oh, of people like you're saying, a ton so of people, people. T- so much traffic. It's probably been called at least 5 times this year by oh, other yeah. people, no doubt, and still had that much action. So, what was it? <laughs> well, we just we Weather?
1: were we were working off the theory of trying to stay away from our common spots that we talked about last week. And then on top of that, we because that is a heavily traveled road by non hunters and hunters. I'm not sure I had to step out of the room real quick, but workers too, you know, there's a railroad out there and there's power line and stuff. So there's quite a few working and, a, and a, a mine that's fired back up. Which there, we so hadn't and seen before. Stuff. I
2: didn't know that. And working
1: ranches. We called and had just about 50% success. And we, we called <laughs> near where there was quite a bit of human activity and, we had, I'd say that's a good response to coyotes. Not great, but certainly not zero out of eight. So it was a good response. And um, it, so it had to be the weather, right? It was the weather. It yeah, was just cold, they I respond, guess. It was cold. Well, it, was, it was cold. And there was there, early it in it the spen- morning cold. There was enough yeah. of a breeze where they could, you know, try to play the breeze and stuff. So they, they responded the way they should, really. So, I think it was the weather. As far as, if, if you're saying that that was a success, as far as reaction, they were reacting... I don't know. Maybe a coyote's brain. Maybe it, it it actually does the reverse of what you might think. There's so much human activity here; they'd have no business responding to anything. Well, maybe actually, they get a little comfortable with all the activity, and so yeah. now here's a here's an authentic distress sound, and they're going to go check it out, and they're not maybe not their guards down just slightly because ninety nine so, percent know, of there's... the trucks
2: that go by don't do them any harm. Yeah, well, and, they... and
1: and we talked about about a bunch during the day like the actual noise. So they're hearing those trucks driving by all the time. Yep. So, you know, they're just They're hearing chucker a... chucker
0: chuck hunter shoot. Yeah. target shooter shoot, you know. We always talk about like you really have to take your your thought process away from it cuz they don't have the same thing. Exactly. So they hear lightning, not hear lightning. They hear thunder they don't know that that's thunder. It's just a loud, that's no different to them than hearing a gunshot. You know what I mean? Is Cars it, going over cattle guards. Right. You know, all that stuff. And they don't have the, you know, cognitive ability to go, oh, that was a gunshot. You know, that was a lightning or thunder. You don't know, no. So they, we always talk about, and we talk about it with deer a lot, you know, is it their escape paths, you know, and they're in the, the things that happen to them and that they make it through. That's probably a memory, right? You know, I was over here and something happened, but I, I got away from it, you know, and and so that maybe they're comfortable enough to continue that, you know, kind of process. I don't know. You can't, you can't tell what's going on in their mind, but I feel the same way you do. And and I just saw a clip today. Um, a little girl got grabbed in Riverside. Did you guys see that by a coyote? I coyote. I, I mean, she's in a neighborhood. She's in a neighborhood that not like a rural, she's in a neighborhood where the houses are, you know, you can hand the toilet paper to your neighbor through the window in Southern California and her dad gets her out of the car, you know, gets her out of the car seat type thing and little, you know, toddler kind of a girl. And uh Coyote, he's, he's now doing something in the front seat. She's, so he's doing something in the front passenger seat. She has gotten out of the, behind the driver's seat. So he can't see her, right? Coyote comes sneaking through the, behind the the minivan or whatever it is and she comes out from behind it and that coyote grabs the back of her leg dude and starts taking her down the street and luckily you know the dad yeah. was there but so you talk about she's in a neighborhood yeah hundreds of cars hundreds of people hundreds of sounds they're still in there hunting you yeah know. so
1: it's kind of a it's it's like i guess like a double-edged sword like they yeah do they let their guard down because they'll not just spook away like they would way out in the wild just by right you know hearing the truck or hearing something off in the distance they just boot uh you know take off or that so do they let their guard down yes but that the other side of it is they they are naturally more aggressive cuz they're so much more accustomed cuz that proves it right there right i mean that coyote's not scared at all of human right. activity you know that that coyote for sure saw the dad got out of the truck and stuff so they actually get more aggressive which corresponds to what we were just doing this weekend they they seem to do the same thing right we were the closer we were to to regular activity is when we had more success
2: yeah i mean that more as you see it down in vegas as more and more houses are built further and further out into the desert more interaction you're going to get more incidents like that where it's coyote on human interaction or mountain lion or bobcat interaction with animals or kids or whatever um, but a lot of times when you see, not a lot of times, I would say when animals are hurt, famished, sick is when they do stupid things, right. you know, usually an animal is pretty damn good. Their instinct, they're not, they know humans aren't what they're supposed to be messing with. Right. And for them to go on the attack, either in a neighborhood I would think something's up with that you, coyote more than, I mean, it it
0: honestly looked pretty healthy. I yeah. mean, because I saw another video today uh, of one trying to get a house cat right on the right on these people's porch, and you could tell it was all mangy. You know, had no tail hair left on it. It was just sick little, you know, trying to do whatever it could do to survive. Kind of d- the one that grabbed that girl. Right? It, I mean, it's not a great video, you know, obviously it's like a ring doorbell type thing, but it didn't, it didn't look unhealthy. I mean, it, and I've always heard know.
2: that, especially with coyotes, um, like if you surprise them, like if I remember it happened one time in Gardnerville, it attacked a person coming out of their garage side door, like putting trash out or something. They opened up the side door and the coyote like got scared and basically attacked them out of, um, Clint's phone's ringing. Um, out of necessity, like to protect itself yeah. and a domestic dog would do the same thing. hundred you know? percent. So that's what I'm saying. If you surprise a, a coyote or you know, they're going to attack a human, but for it to actively like seek you out a coyote, that's, I think that's weird to me because yeah. uh, maybe that it got scared from
1: walking down the street. And we'll think about it from this perspective, uh, that coyote, uh, where was this? I forget uh, where this is. Riverside, California. So, I mean not to say that Riverside's just concrete jungle everywhere every every place has little little green areas and sl- you know sloughs that are still natural land but for the most part that coyote basically is born and raised in that environment so that predator prey wise it's there the 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 small human is part of that Ooh. ecosystem i guess really right just i mean if a coyote lives 100 miles from from any kind of town or anything like that then then it is it's rabbits and lizards and you know squirrels and all that kind of stuff but in that it, that, that coyote probably doesn't know any different it lives on, probably, on cats Probably aren't and very yeah dogs there aren't, and there aren't wild quote you know pr- well prey they do animals say la
2: county has the most coyotes per capita
0: yeah that scene so, in that movie heat all those coyotes going down that they left uh, it in
2: Did the yeah. drug deal at night or whatever it was yeah. like two in the morning when they were filming
0: and that's real you know it's a real pack of coyotes working the the sewers eating garbage and stuff. It's kind of like the you know the garbage bears that we have in town. Was it heat? Was it heat? I think, pretty-
1: I think you're talking. Is it the Tom Cruise and Jamie Fox movie when they cross the road? What's the other? What's the name of it? Uh, where he's the cab driver, and the hitman. It's no, old no, school. No, old movie. It's okay, so it's not that because there's a there's a scene in there where there's coyotes and stuff. I didn't. I've never heard the story about it being just natural. It just it was. And they
2: and the director left it in.
1: Heat's with Pacino and De Niro. It's and, not heat then. That I don't remember heat. that scene at all. It's
2: a it's a drug movie. In that L.A., and they were filming like at two or three in the morning, and they filmed this scene, and a pack of coyote runs through the scene, uh, doing yeah. stuff, and they left it
1: in the scene.
0: Yeah,
2: I've I never can't heard remember the
1: name. It. Of it, but I would, I would say I've watched Heat enough times that it's not. It's heat. definitely not Heat. He's Pacino and stuff.
2: That was the first movie they were ever in the same scene together,
1: right? Yep. Yep. They uh, sit down in a um, cafe and have a face to face conversation. And that was technically the first time they were acting and, you know, the way it was cut was on the screen at the yeah. same time.
2: So three coyotes, eight stands. And you said two, your first two, first and then two, and five blanks, and then the last stand of the day. Yep. What time do you end? Do you hunt till dark?
0: We, no, uh, pretty close. Pretty like close. four. Hour we probably before, were done at we four probably, thirty. We could
1: have hunted for another forty-five minutes, probably. So it wasn't yeah. four four thirty. Is was
2: last it was probably was sunset.
1: Four. It was probably four o'clock. Or so.
2: Yeah, four thirty was sunset because that's what time we had to stop. Was four thirty-three stop shoot. So a couple minutes difference, but
0: yeah, we definitely could have got one more in. We talked about getting one more in, but. Didn't end up doing it. Uh and we didn't miss out. Like I said, we missed out on the two. We actually, you know, pulled into we pulled into one and it was just the wind was blowing so hard there was no reason to even go do it. So we were we missed out. We we should have got probably ten stands in on the day. Could've easily got ten in. Yeah. Yeah. And we weren't quite we were probably twenty minutes late in the morning as far as being out there, you know, when the sun came up kind of thing. We were there, but we weren't to a stand we were, we were pretty yet pretty close. So
1: you know? yeah, we were the the thing I'd say about our last stand, um why open area, you know you could see for a long way. And uh this coyote came right up underneath our nose. Yeah. Probably very first spotted at maybe 120, hundred and twenty, hundred and forty yards, would you say? Yeah. Finished at ninety. Hundred yards. I mean Quick. It was, Yeah, it was it was so I was interested when we went out to retrieve the coyote. Um, I thought for sure, because there's just a little bit of a off to our left, just a little bit of a a cut. And I'm thinking that's how that, that's the only way that coyote could have snuck up on us like that. It was just down in there just enough. And I said, there's no way that it came across in front of us. Cause I mean, we kind of, that's where you expect them to come from. And we're both looking that way pretty often and never saw it until really close. And went out there, and it, it was pretty much frozen all day, but it was a little bit later in the day where there was at least a little bit of softness. It took a little while to find the track, but sure enough, that coyote came right out, maybe 11 o'clock on, a, on the way we set never up. Saw there, and it, we it never saw it. It must just behind, behind the brush kinda, the whole time or something. Yeah, it's the, it was that tough light for as far as seeing, which is a cloudy overcast and towards the beginning or the end of the day. You think? I mean, it's just I, they blend in that much better. There's something about that light with through the clouds. Kind of like makes the mountain really snuck hard. up to us at five yards. Right, it makes it really hard to see them. And I was shocked. I mean, I finally found that track, and it basically came in off of our eleven o'clock. It didn't come off of you know three o'clock or nine o'clock or something like that. It was crazy. It snuck right in on us.
0: Yeah, and it, and it that was one of those ones that happens fast. You know, it's like oh, right here on the left, and it's like you're shooting like. We we were so we didn't bring the cameras out with us, uh and we're actually probably lucky. It would have been terrible footage all have, day long.
1: I guarantee you we wouldn't have any footage of the first one other than a glimpse. Yeah, the second one, one we would have pretty good some pretty good footage. Yeah. And when then it, the third one I mean we would have gotten a kill shot, but we wouldn't have gotten anything. Yeah. You know, yeah just so with was, the way
0: we were surprised, so yeah. It was fun to go out and just kinda do it without so if,
2: if anybody hears, uh, kind of, I was going to say <laughs> segue. If anybody hears uh, snoring, it is my yellow lab Waylon. He is snoring and having dreams. His feet are running right he's now. He's still swimming and, in the marsh right now. <laughs> it's it, so funny! It's
1: hilarious. <laughs> he retrieved some ducks this
2: weekend. There, well, the way, Dave had his dog out. Uh, or sorry, Les had his dog out. It wasn't teal. It was. Bounce his new 18 year old puppy it was Les's his dog,
0: 18 year old puppy, huh?
2: 18 month old puppy. Bounce, he called bounce. him. Bounce, yeah, bounce, <laughs> interesting name. It runs and jumps seven feet in the air. That's cool. It's a little tiny black lab, 45 pounds, and can jump to your head.
0: Is it one that it like will jump out into the water too, or
2: didn't never opportunity? Uh, I mean, you know how the ponds are there, it's just basically even, there's no. Yeah bank or nothing to them but yeah it was a good day and we we hunted probably two of the best days you can have and you were talking about not so good duck hunting weather saturday to start but it actually is unbelievable duck hunting weather even though there was no wind there was barely any wind but we had the pleasure of ice right so if I didn't want to ruin your story. If there, oh, 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 if there's enough ducks in the area to keep their roost open, which ducks, we still have ducks, geese, swans, everything, keeping, you know, certain places open that there's no food or, or food for them. So that's a good thing. All the food ponds are shallow and freeze. So on Friday night, it got down to, it had been getting down to, you know, teens pretty much. Um, for the, and they've been crushing them, go out there at 11 o'clock, break a hole in the ice, hunt, kill them, call it good. So Friday night, when it got down to 17 down there, same thing, got up, didn't have to get up early, went out there at 11 o'clock. The four of us walked around, broke some ice, pushed it underneath, you know, the big sheet of ice, pushed it underneath the rest of the ice, opened up the hole, uh, put out 24, Avery teal decoys and one mojo teal spinning wing, and hammered them. It was just crazy. Once they decide, you know, they know that the ice is going to melt later on in the day. I was gonna ask you because the ducks they sit there and they can't eat in where they're at, they have to keep that open here it's been getting up to 45 or 50 during the day so it freezes overnight just you know half inch it's not is, crazy yeah. yeah quarter inch and then by one or two o'clock if there is any bit of open wind or that a couple ducks stayed and had a bit open and the water push it open and, and get it open or the sun just melts it and the birds that are sitting on the roost they wait, they know, one, they can feel it and sense it that, it, oh, it's hot enough and it's probably, so they'll get up and start flying around searching for whatever sun's opening any bit of the, you know, least thick iced ice where they can get in and get some food. And so, you know, you get out there and break some ice, they're out there and going, oh, there's some open water with some ducks already out there, that's cool. And they're just bombing in because it, they need to eat. Because there's not a whole lot of real estate for them to do. Nothing,
0: there's nothing open. Right. So uh, and most of the most of the people out there won't go break ice, and not I'm not saying most won't, but a lot of them are deterred from that. You know, they don't want to go out and break ice yeah, and do all it's that. Just a little
2: extra, you know. At that place, there's a lot of older gentlemen, right? Um, and now at this stage of the year when it is ice, they'll hunt with all, you know some younger guys. Like less less is. 81 and he was out there tromping around breaking Less doesn't count it's he, he, he is a count. specimen yeah and at at the end of the day less or dave at the, he goes he's my hero i always knew he was special but watching him today he's my hero it was less just does things that are i mean most 40 year olds don't do but anyway saturday was awesome and and um i hadn't actually hunt first time hunting ducks this year so it was a was <laughs> a little bit of a catch-up on the shooting for me and Chase. Shaking the rest off. Oh yeah.
0: How many boxes uh, of shells? Did I, you go I
2: I ended up killing a limit in less than a, a box, but Chase he shot like a box and a half, maybe two boxes. Nice. And was he took, sore? He was. So he, he yesterday he didn't feel it uh, Sunday because he shot Sunday, but yesterday when. I picked him up from school he's like man my shoulder is sore Dad.
0: not not to rain on the parade but I hadn't shot a coyote with a shotgun and I don't even know how long and the one that I shot with a shotgun it was it wasn't like a running you know so I actually squared up and dude I thought it knocked one of my feelings out it I told Clint I said I haven't shot a coyote loaded a shotgun and so that that hurt like you know I've shot, shot the shot you know, yeah, duck, that, duck loads this year, a bunch, but I haven't shot that shotgun in a long time. Did you time. spot the
2: other one? So the first one came up to you, just keep on that for the first one came up to you real quick. So you didn't even have to use binoculars. Because yeah. usually we sit there and, you know, pick up the binoculars at the end. And, did you have to do that or you spotted them all
0: kind of coming in before? The, well, the first one came from behind us. Oh, okay. uh, we never, I mean, he was on us, and you know, from behind, which was crazy. The second one, uh, we saw him coming from a uh, from a quite a bit of ways um but it was the perfect light where the sun was just coming up at our back so he was just shining you know once he came um but we we called a bunch of big open stands you know that was all glass and we just that was funny too not to switch back to coyote hunting (laughs) but we called a stand that the last time we called it there was three coyotes on it and it's water it's cattle you know it's uh it's like the perfect stand except for it's pretty hard to it's hard to see it's thick but nothing and you know you we picked apart that whole even stands like that if you just see them even if they're a half a mile away like you know you're doing something right when you don't see them at all it's frustrating it's like that was part of the the blanks you know it's like (laughs) really like this stand had three coyotes on it the last time we called it two years ago it's got water. It's got cattle. It's you know. There's a, a hawk dive bomb in the call. There's magpies. There's crows, and not one coyote. And you you glass the whole area. Just even like when we called it the last time, they were way. They had no interest in us. They weren't coming in, but you knew they were out there. It's like
1: this is a stand, right? Like we're well, we're picking which, the right place it to be. Goes back to what we were saying earlier. We went to these places where you know most guys would. I mean. Let's just say it. This, pass, the second stand we, we made was we walk we parked in a gravel pit and walked out of the gravel pit that had a, a Still scraper deal in it, had yeah. a scraper dealing it across the road. You could tell they were, something was going on. They were excavating, you know, they were the new mine. Something's going on there. No, that's the gravel they use for the road. But Anyways, they were, but, yeah. but, uh, but I mean, across, remember across oh, yeah, the road, yeah, the, there mine, was, the so, mine was going for sure. So yeah. we picked that spot for the exact opposite of this, what Alex was just talking about. Most people would just run by a perfect stand with the cattle and the this and that, very likely because that run we were on 100% gets called by multiple Northern Nevadans, Northern Californians, (laughs) right? Oh, yeah. They call that stand. They don't call the gravel pit stand. We had success there. Yeah. And very likely even our first stand. Most guys do not stop there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's actually just kind of, it kind of adds on to what we were talking about earlier. If you're going kind of so to work with a hunting call theory, non honey hole holes, anymore. Right. Turn some, the in. spots that seem the worst
0: are going to maybe, maybe be the best. I mean,
1: yeah. how many times have we said on this podcast, you know, this, the perfect stand, what is the perfect stand? Well, when you continue to call the perfect stand, and now you've got 800% more coyote hunters out there that are calling the perfect stand, it's not the perfect stand anymore. Right. <laughs> so right. call the one where, uh, I don't know, yeah, call, call. we should have just jumped up in that loader. we probably had three of them right in our lap, <laughs> right
0: that's hilarious, so then, uh, enough about us, let's talk about you, day two, what'd you get day two, more of the same it's wait a minute,
2: yeah we what you have for it? dinner day one, uh moose burgers, oh, did you go to Kent? I brought down the burger that he came that it gave me so I brought down and made some moose burger that's funny when I hunted the club
0: a couple of weeks ago I had moose burgers for dinner
2: <laughs> um, and potatoes did you see and Kent? salad no he never even came over
0: um, when you when you're out there because this is a this is a highfalutin club that they come massage your shooting arm and trigger finger and stuff from the that day and then to get you ready for the next night that's what kind of club it is out there right they name all. They name all the. <laughs> they name no, all the ducks, and no. that's the
2: one on the other side De- of the street. Def- definitely, uh, I've never been to a club like that. Really? No. Don't, I don't know what club is that that you're talking they about. They
0: don't say, "Hey, uh, here comes uh, <laughs> this is your duck for the day, uh, Mister Belding. Uh, we're going to take the blinders off of him, chuck him up in the air. Hopefully, he'll get a couple." No, it's funny, but it's funny that people think that, because it is a, it, It's not easy to hunt. A lot of people don't get to go to the canvas back and then they, you know, you hear them complaining that, oh, they're out there, you know, so it's tough hunting out there, dude. Like the, the ducks don't, they don't just do whatever they think, you know, everybody thinks they do, man. It's, it's, a, it's tough shooting Plus out there. Plus they're getting pressured a little Plus bit. Plus they're right? getting pressure. Sure. You got, you got a big public land marsh right next to it. That's, you know, and then you got more, there's people out there, man. Like you said, lots of pressure yeah i mean and hunting
2: ducks is i mean uh at canvas back is not like oh like you're saying it's a club they're not and, kick bird no, it's, or, it's, it's, it's just you get a they manage it other than the wildlife i mean you can hunt it's all one big marsh yep. the whole thing out there um
0: they Uh keep the water they keep the water good is what yeah they can
2: manage the water and the hunt days you only get a hunt wednesday saturday sunday so there's a little bit less pressure but the same exact birds that are um keeping the water open there's one pond on the canvas back and the other roost lakes are not on the wildlife they're on a protected area and when they get up off of there some go to still water they go to still water they go wherever to yeah. so it's not like they can control the birds obviously um the marsh is the marsh mm-hmm. so no it's not getting a massage on your shoulder it's not that <laughs> it's been a club since 19
0: 19 or something 28, right? Way back 18 in the day.
2: or something yeah it's a long forever 23 that's my
0: that's my favorite part about going out there's those old pictures that like those old model a's and model t's dude that like you would swear wouldn't even be able to make it out there. I mean, yeah, I the know. pictures
2: of the old school dude. Man, it's so awesome. And they have
0: those, like they wear lace up, boot like tall boots, but they're not in or anything like yeah. that. And like wool, like overall type things. Badass dude. Yeah. Does, that's the coolest thing about it. The thing that I like about being there is that
2: once you're done hunting, I mean, you come off the boat and it's, you're to the house in a minute.
0: Oh, I know. you don't great. have to
2: leave. You don't have to drive home and, um, being worried about that.
0: But, well, and it's, you know, uh, the place I stay, and I haven't been to Dave's new place, but, you know, fire up the stove and, you know, turn on a football game, yep. slip into a ice cold beer, whatever you want. You know, like you said, you're just, you're already there. Yeah, you don't have to worry about I would I would love to have a place out there. Um,
2: But I stayed at Les's and Chase stayed at Dave's. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I didn't want Les left out. Mm. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So... We had dinner at Dave's both nights. Uh, Friday night, we had the Mooseburger. Then Saturday night, I made some salmon, both on the Traeger. Provider rubs. And no, uh, it was good. Sunday was different, totally different than Friday because, or Saturday, it warmed up. It didn't even get down. It got down to like 40 on Saturday. It, it was a 30-degree change for the low, and every bit of the water was open. So it opened up obviously Saturday and never got to froze, uh, you know, free, uh, to, to freeze on Saturday night. So Sunday, usually at Canvasback, if anybody has knows or been a part of a club like this, Sundays usually aren't the best days because the ducks that are there, especially that it, usually if you don't get new birds in all the time, they're pretty stale birds. Especially so you hunt them on Wednesday, they get a couple days off and kind of forget about things, and then Saturday you hunt them. And they get hammered. And they get hammered because everybody's out there on Saturday versus Wednesday. Um, And so Sunday, it's pretty slow, typically, unless you have another good weather day. Um, And we weren't, I wasn't expecting to hunt very much Sunday, maybe a little bit, maybe a goose hunt in the morning or something, if we got the good draw or something, but Sunday, the ducks, it had been freezing basically every day and doing that same thing. It it, it wasn't getting so cold that it stayed frozen. And, and shoot them all out of there. And shoot them all out there, or it was so cold that it froze everything and they had to leave. Um. So it was it's been perfect for like a month, month and a half where it's been getting into the teens, warming up into the forties, and every Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, they've been doing pretty good. Um. Even though Sunday was still a little slow. But this Sunday, it changed to where it didn't freeze. Everything was open, but those same birds were still used to coming out basically at 11 o'clock, kind of getting out and looking for food. So we looked at the weather and it was supposed to pick up wind to like 20 at noon. And we're like, okay, well, we'll just go out and see what happens. And we were sitting there and they called it perfect, which never happens like it they said at 11 o'clock it's going to blow from the north for about five miles an hour and at noon 12 30 it's going to switch to a south <clears throat> southwest wind 15 to 20 25 and absolutely <laughs> exactly what they perfect said. and so the wind picked up all those birds that are sitting usually on sunday out on that big water you know they get a little bit of wind underneath their feathers. They don't like the big waves. It,
0: I was going to say it blows them into blows the.
2: Blows them in, so they get up and try to find little pockets to get out of the wind and stuff. And that's where we were. <laughs> that's where you were waiting. And so we hunted the ice on f- Saturday. The wind on Sunday. It was we killed our birds. It was awesome. Chase had a blast. But Sunday, holy hell, was it hard hunting because those little till are they're I mean fast in a sporty shoot regardless yeah but when you put them in 25 mile an hour winds they're like fighter jets that just at, they're whipping oh around oh it's crazy oh, the moment
1: they cup one away they're just gone
2: they're, they're just gone cool. and you you could see them coming you know sometimes and you're like okay here they come and you're like oh get ready and you expect you're gonna pull up early like when they're on the other side of the pond like get up and shoot now and they're already past you yeah it, it was so crazy how fast they Freaking fly, but it was it was fun. It was sporty. The dogs. I mean, Waylon did freaking awesome. The and him and
0: here is what I Siri, Siri wants to. Siri wants to know. In.
2: Bob Schneider, forty dogs official video, one hundred ninety six views ten years ago. Robert Rodriguez. What
0: nice. The, what the hell were he they listening to?
1: that's um, the fbi listening to our podcast what, i i haven't hunted the club a whole lot over the years but those are a couple of funner shoots i've had are teal and the redheads yeah you, know, you exactly. get on one of those ponds that's got more of the diver ducks and stuff and so sporty Canvasbacks are they're, they rip too man i'd say yeah. redhead and canvas back kind of they kind of similar right yeah fast back. similar kind of, kind of i think redheads might be the
2: fastest ever clocked something 72 miles an hour or something crazy
1: Definitely a bunch so bunch how many of boxes of shells
0: day two? Um, Did you do better or worse?
2: I actually shot worse. Chase shot better.
1: Oh, nice. Um,
2: and I kind of have to a little bit because I would usually let him shoot first, and then kind of you know. Oh, you
0: so see, you're making longer follow up shots.
2: If, you know you I mean. don't want to say that out loud, but <laughs> but I still <laughs> missed. A, I kid. still missed a couple, <laughs> just like really. Are you serious? you dismissed that and Wayland's sitting back here, whining. Mm, mm, yeah, and uh, he was he did awesome, he did awesome, picked up a bunch of birds, had fun, he's they,
0: definitely tired today yeah he he was didn't move yesterday was um, is he was Wayland one that got cut open so bad last yeah, year out there mm hmm
2: uh that was two years ago, he was in training last year, but he on saturday was able to sit on dry ground so it was pretty easy day for him the the water even though it was iced um every bird fell dead right in our open water really easy run sit and come back and sit on dry ground sunday even though the water wasn't frozen obviously it was still real cold oh yeah 35 degree water 36 degree water and um he was sitting in a boat that i kept draining and stuff um not a big boat just a, a sled little or a sled that was sitting on top of toolies so every time he would go fetch up and come back all the water would be in the boat so uh, he, yeah. had, he was sitting in wet ground and cold wet all the time um so sunday he was i mean exhausted and he's still <laughs> making it out of it he but, had to
0: shiver for on sunday
2: yeah it was good no it was fun but now i want to go kill a coyote because you guys, I didn't even know you were going when I got back. I what are you you doing? Were, with I all... thought you were messing with me that you went out and crushed them. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. And what, what are you doing with those teal? I'm going to uh, breast them out, but full breast, leave the, the meat on the bone. And, um, I mean, hell we have 28 of them or something, right? Four, seven, 14, two days. You yeah, have 28 of them. Um,
1: that'd be a two man. Yeah, two man
2: limit um two days yeah dave kept his um and he, so i'm going to keep some and eat them bake and wrap them right now and then the other ones i'm going to get the uh meat stuff out and vacuum seal them and um christy crabtree already is asking for some too and i'm like whole eh. or whole. yeah so, yeah anyway but no need to th- run them through the grinder or anything Not on. there's two bites so right just no, vacuum they're like they're a va- dove they're th- like
3: a dove yeah duck.
2: to leave the bone and skin on them just i mean you could even just pluck the breast out rip the breast plate out leave this bone on, or meat on the breast plate bake and wrap them and grill them on the trigger they go and they're so freaking delicious
0: they're good uh my mom always makes me leave the teal whole. she likes to put the whole thing in a browning bag and cook them uh, like that yeah. so i gotta pluck all those little teal
2: but it was a good weekend apparently for all of us
0: yeah like i said it's i mean it's it feels later in the year than it really is it is only december 6th but with I the feel, deer i with, feel
1: just the opposite because we had such a mild, mild, right. mild in October, like, but it feels like it's just getting started. We still have time, I guess, is what I'm we, saying. So we it, get it, time. It's
0: later than it's later than you think, but it's also we got time. With the you know, we got sidetracked with the deer hunts and stuff like that, which always happens when you get and big those game were, tags. Those
1: were a waste of time, so unproductive.
0: <laughs> I talked to my brother today, I said, Hey, uh, yeah, you know, pod, we're podcasting today. You still owe us a podcast about the 191 inch deer that we got with you, but don't worry about us, you know. So he he, he said, well, maybe next week. Then he said, oh, I can't do it next week. And so maybe in two freaking weeks,
1: freaking lawyers.
0: But which, maybe now we time it till after the 60 day drying period hits and we get the full official, uh, you know, Boone yeah. and Crockett
1: score of the thing. He doesn't even know what he did. Ooh, we could we could bring get it in here and we can score it on the podcast. Well, it's going to get scored officially
0: in twenty, twenty three days or twenty six days or something like that. He was saying. Nice. So, that'll yeah. be about the time his can free himself up. I was going to call him a bad name. <laughs> be about the time he can free himself up for a little session with us. So. Was it easy enough to figure out who used the Vortex product this uh weekend and who's we, going to use the, we meat were not product? Using the meat product on this guy? <laughs> well, I actually use Vortex too. I well, always, have, I always have a pair of binoculars. Do you go up in the tower and scout everything out. I up? always
2: do that and sitting in the blind. It's cool to like try to find ducks that are a mile away like are they coming this way and see what they are and right. you know I give them to chase and like okay Chase there's some ducks tell me what they are and you know try to teach them about the wing pattern and the sizes of them how certain ducks fly different than you know teal you can tell just by if it's a diver duck or if it's a bigger duck you know stuff like that so i've been trying to teach them spoony yeah everything <laughs> that's funny spoonies and teal fly very very similar yeah. and we almost lit into we saw one group of spoonies came in and we didn't light into him, because right at the end, I'm like, no, spoonie!
3: <laughs> I would Chase, have. Chase, me, me, Chase and old, comes, me and old KB lighted him. Yeah, no,
2: Chase loves Spoonies. He's like, what? Why didn't you let me shoot? I'm like, I don't want to sh- shoot a Spoonie. I want to eat till
0: And he's like, whatever. Spoonies taste just like a mallet. I know, he don't. They,
2: they do, 100%. But anyway.
0: uh, no, when I was out there, we actually saw a pretty nice buck that, you know, we were already on the boat ride back in, but it would have been cool to have binoculars out to check him out. I mean, he was close enough that you could tell he was a definitely for being out there, you know, a good, good four by four walking around out there that yeah, I keep a pair of binoculars in my truck. You know, you just, it's always good to have, if you're into looking at, you know, wild animals. And I mean, even when I see geese around town, I always want to look at them, see (laughs) if they got leg bands on. I drove by Lake uh Lake Ridge Golf Course the other day here in town and there was 50 geese, you know, some of them were walking right across the road and stuff and I look over and two of them standing there banded right on the golf course, yeah. you know, which happens quite a bit, but still cool to see.
2: And we just got a very nice scope from Vortex. It's been on back order for a little bit, and yeah, I finally just got weird. it in. Have Razor
0: figure- Gen 3. You want to put that on a coyote rifle because it gets the most use, but at the same time, it deserves to go on like a a three hundred win or something. Yeah, that's, to, on a, that's on an elk rifle. Well, when I draw my elk or bighorn sheep tag next year, I'll we'll have it on something to use for it. Yeah. Six
2: to six to thirty six by
0: fifty six. I laugh because I like my scopes at seven for hunting coyotes, and that thing starts at six.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait! Starts to Starts at out. six. That's nuts.
2: All right, let's go eat some teal.
0: Let's go drink a beer. You were supposed to rhyme. Oh, with teal? Let's go eat some teal. And have a beer with our meal. And have a beer with our
2: meal if you want to have a beer. No? Clint's saying, you're an idiot,
1: brother. (laughs) This is really stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're out of here.
3: Whatever happened to an honest day's work? sweating hard in a flannel shirt. It's a fast-paced rat race. Don't no give all take. Who's going to finish first? Hell, nowadays it's safe to say that a damn dog's got more rights. Because the administration's trying to rule the population. Folks, we got to stand up and fight. But I don't complain. I take it all in stride. But it seems the whole damn world has changed last name for 50 years too late